welcome to the DHG podcast series with a focus on life beyond numbers with topics about people, careers and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host. And I love this venue because we get to hear about the things that matter the most to us, flexibility, careers, and people. We are currently celebrating International Coaching Week. And at DHG, we are truly working to build a culture of coaching. And if you'll recall, we began this journey last year with the development of our Performance Enrichment Program, in which we were each assigned a coach to help us figure out the right steps to take in our career to get us to where we want to go. Today, we're very fortunate to have with us an industry leader on coaching. Deanne Kissinger is Vice President of Global Talent Management at Diversity, Inc., which is a $2.6 billion organization with 9,000 employees. They're the leading provider of sustainable cleaning and hygiene solutions. Deanne's a member of Marshall Goldsmith's 100 Coaches, which is a globally recognized honor, and we're going to hear more about that later in this podcast. She's going to be the keynote speaker of the Charlotte chapter of the International Coach Federation, and we're so fortunate to have her with us to share her knowledge and give us a short little preview of her keynote. Welcome, Deanne. Thanks very much. I noticed on your LinkedIn profile that you have a sales and sales management background, so how did this lead to your focus on coaching? Yeah, so one of the things that I loved about being a sales manager, probably the thing that I loved most about being a sales manager, <laughs> was after the sales call. So after the sales call, you come back out to the car and you ask the sales representative a bunch of questions about how it went, you know, how did it go, what went well, what could we do differently? And it was in those conversations, but I really felt like I was making a difference for that individual. And so throughout my career, I've kind of looked for opportunities to be able to do something like that. But mm-hmm. now it's changed now. It's no longer sales coaching, but it's more around behavioral coaching and helping individuals to kind of unleash that potential. So that's really how it ended up happening, uh, just kind of through working and experiencing it in the role that I was in and then finding out that I truly liked it. Oh, that totally makes sense. I can definitely see how that would evolve from that. So I mentioned in my intro, Marshall's 100. Tell me about this and um, your inclusion into this prestigious list. Yeah, so Marshall's 100 Coaches, or the MG100, as we call it. Uh, So Marshall Goldsmith is an executive coach who has written something like 36 books. He's rated the world's best coach uh, for many years now, and he's very well thought of in the industry of coaching. So I'm assuming that anybody who's done any bit of executive coaching would probably have known or heard of Marshall Goldsmith in some way, shape, or form. And he went on a program which Aisha Purcell is a lady who is a designer, and she went on this, she had this program called Design the Life You Love. So Marshall went on this program, and as part of that program, you identify some of your heroes. And he thinks that a lot of his heroes were people who were teachers, people who shared what they knew. And teachers do that for free, don't they? You go to school, and, and they share their knowledge, and uh, they help you grow. And so he thought, who are the great teachers in my life and what can I do to emulate them? And so he came up with this idea of paying it forward and creating a group where he would teach them everything that he knows from all his years of coaching and his uh, experience. 
and do that for free. And then his only ask of them is that when they get older, to be as old as he is, he likes to say, they do the same and they share that and pay it forward in that way. And so he had this process where you went online and you submitted your application and he had something like 16,000 wow. people uh, request to be a part of his group and he selected 100. Wow. And so I was amazed and really excited to have been selected as part of that group. So it's been an amazing opportunity and it's a fabulous experience. Oh, I can imagine. I imagine the connections that you made, you know, meeting the others was really Yeah, they're a phenomenal group. I mean, you can go onto the, you know, Google it and you can see who's in the list. But these people are really, really great leaders, thought leaders. Some are in industry like I am who sit within an organization. Many have their own businesses or have been consultants in some way, shape, or form. But all are incredibly inspiring and just really passionate about helping others to achieve their potential. So it's just amazing to be surrounded by that group and to learn from them. It's great. So before we go any further, I probably should have started this conversation by defining what what is meant by having a coach or coaching. Is this the same as having a mentor or a sponsor? Yeah, so there's a lot of overlap in them, but they are a little bit different. And I'll start with sponsorship. So sponsorship is, and the way I describe it, is when you are... You have a relationship with somebody where they have exposure or can provide exposure to you, to people, to experiences that you might not get on your own. And so the relationship with sponsors typically that you tell them the good things that you've done and they're a kind of a megaphone for that and help you to achieve more than you would have before because they enable you to have experience with a lot more people than you might have had on your own. So that's a little bit different than mentoring. And mentoring is when you've got a relationship with someone who really gives advice more so than anything else. They will tell you what they would have done or have done when they're in your shoes. And usually a mentor is somebody who has a lot more experience in a particular area than what you have. There's a new thing called, well, it's not really new, but they call it reverse mentoring, where it's somebody who might be younger than you, actually, but who's very experienced in something than what you are experienced in. Oh. So usually people think of a mentor as older, but, you know, reverse mentoring is usually somebody who is younger, and that's really just kind of about age. And then coaching is where you share kind of the good and bad, and the coach believes that the answers are within you. They just need to help you get those out. And so it's a lot of questioning. There isn't as much advice at all, although sometimes there's a little bit of advice, but most of the time it's really about helping you to come to those answers and to ask you those questions, whereas a mentor is really telling, and a sponsor is really somebody who's going to tell others about you. So I hope that's a little bit more clear. Yes, that's really great. Very clear. So you're going to be the keynote speaker at the ICF Charlotte event. I understand you'll be speaking about how coaches help organizations succeed. Tell me more about this. Yeah, so one of the things that I think organizations have the hardest thing doing is to point everybody in the same direction. When you look at performance goals, you look at objectives, a lot of times they might be conflicting. Even though everyone seems to have the same goal, at the end of the day, there's sometimes a lot of different conflicts with those. And so the biggest thing that an organization can do is just point everybody in the same direction and get them all working together. And when you think about coaching, Coaching is really about, in my mind, unleashing people's potential and helping them to be the absolute best that they can be. So for an organization like DHG that's going to have a coaching culture, that means that everybody's going to be working to achieve their best. 
and reach their fullest potential. And imagine if you spread that across the entire organization that everybody's really working and getting assistance and help to be able to achieve their best. Imagine the things that you can do when you really shift an organization like that. So to me, coaching isn't just this kind of one-off training where you get some information and, and forget it, you know, 30 days later. Coaching is really about shifting your behavior to get the absolute best uh, that you can give. And it's so rewarding being able to do that, not only for the individual, but for the organization itself. So I think it's just an amazing way to be able to unleash that and help an organization be truly successful. Wow. So, all right, we've talked about the organization. Now thinking as an individual, what are the things that I need to engage with a coach? Perhaps there's a few things that are kind of prescriptive in this area. Yeah, that's exactly it. So one of the things that Marshall teaches in his stakeholder-centered coaching is about courage, humility, and discipline. And in the process of going through a coaching engagement like that, what happens is that you get feedback from people around you, your peers, your manager, you have direct support, you know, like a 360 assessment. And once you get that feedback, you determine with your coach what it is that you need to work on to help shift your behavior. And you need to have the courage to go through that because that's not an easy thing to do. A lot of times you get some maybe negative uh, feedback that you wish you didn't hear or maybe you knew about but just haven't done anything about. So it it really takes courage to be able to face that type of feedback and and be willing to do something about it. Yeah. And then it takes humility because humility to say to other people, this is what I'm working on. It's not comfortable for people to do that a lot of times, to say, I'm working on not getting so angry in meetings. I'm working (laughs) on trying to be more self-confident. Whatever it is that you're working on, it takes a lot of guts to do that and humility, to be able to say, I'm not perfect as a leader, as an individual contributor, and this is what I need to work on, and I need your help. So then the next bit is around discipline, because you're going to ask those same group of people every month, how have I done? Mm-hmm. How have I gotten better? Have you seen a change in my behavior? I'm really trying to make a shift. And have you seen that? And then you ask the next month and then the next month and then the next month. And you keep asking that. And so the theory is, is that over time, of course, they'll keep looking for it. They'll be able to see that you've been actually making that shift. And then you'll also be able to show that even if you slip up that one time that you mm-hmm. got mad in the meeting or that you, you know, didn't do exactly what you thought you needed to do in a particular setting, people will say, hey, you were doing so well. You had three, four, five, six months of where you were doing really well. This is just a little blip. You you get right back on track and and start doing it again. If you hadn't done that check-in every month with that discipline, then it's likely that people will think, oh, they're never going to change. Right. They just do the same old thing that they've always done, never going to change. But because you had those check-ins and you were really disciplined about doing that, then they were able to see that you were making a shift. So it takes courage, it takes humility, it takes discipline to really be a great coachee in that, in that relationship. Wow, that's true. And those are all really, really hard things. That's like saying, I want to run a marathon and you've never run any in your life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm just going to ask you one more question. And I love to ask this of people who are leaders because a lot of our listeners are people like me who are growing in their career. Maybe they're starting their career, but What's the best advice, and this can be career-oriented or just general life-oriented, what's the best advice that you've ever received? 
Yeah, I think it's probably both career and life-oriented, a little bit of both, just depending on what the talk is. But I, the advice that I got was find a way to quiet the negative self-talk, the talk that's in your head, and stop paying so much attention to it. Because I think most people have a little voice in their head that says there's something negative that you would never say to your friends or never say to people that you really care about. But it says, oh, you can't do that, or that's going to be too hard, or this is never going to happen, or, you know, that's going to be a difficult situation. That negative talk that really is an inhibitor for you having success. And we're our biggest critic, or at least I'm my biggest critic. And (laughs) I know that if I can get past that, little negative voice and, and quiet it and push it to the side and say, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to have courage. I'm going to do something that, you know, pushes me out of my comfort zone and I can do this. That's been the best advice that I ever received. So Okay. I feel I like, I feel like the universe came in and told you to tell me that. <laughs> I think I really <laughs> needed to hear that today because you're right. We all have these voices in our head that are like, you're not good enough. This isn't good enough. You're, you need to go harder. You need to go... And, you know, it's hard to quiet those voices. I think that's just amazing advice. Yeah, it's it's helped me. I don't always, I can't say I'm always successful in doing it, but when I am, it really does help. That's great. Thank you so much. And thanks for being here and sharing information with us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening to Life at DHG, our premier podcast series. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our DHG blog for more great stories about our life beyond numbers. Join us next time for another edition of Life at DHG. DHG.